0: Set your phases to sexy
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of True North Nerds. Yay! This is a Chittenden free episode because they haven't seen Thor yet. So they were fired. I am here.
2: Kicked off the podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I'm Kevin, and I am here with Ryan. Hello. And Snow Hot cosplay himself, Ed Campbell. Hello. Yay!
2: I crossed. I crossed from the other show. Uh, yes. Yeah. Just yes Jumped over from Tales from the Collectorverse So you are listening to the right show This is True North Nerd Nerds Because
1: exactly. For- I don't own any figures at all So I would never appear on Tales of the Collectorverse Well you do collect, I do collect stuff. stuff I do Yeah yeah, and I've got a couple of Star Trek figures. It's the beginning of a exactly. collection. Yeah, slowly pull you in. <laughs> Please don't. I can't afford it. Well, plus you collected stuff when you were a kid. Oh, I've got so many comic uh, books. Say, uh, yeah.
3: How many comic books you got? About ten thousand. Ten
1: thousand comics yeah. to go through. Yeah, you
3: collect trips to Disney World. Is what you? I'm about. collecting experiences. Yep. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't there go, we go. Don't go too far back.
1: I will not. <laughs> All oh, right, pull a jack. why don't we get this party started, and this party starts, as always, with the news. Ryan, you got news? I got some news. Um,
3: okay, so here we go. Uh, Book of Boba Fett star uh, Tamira Morrison uh, recently revealed his involvement in at least one Star Wars video game that has yet to be released. Ooh. Now, whether that's him being Boba Fett, or a clone trooper, or...
2: Or Jango Fett.
3: Or Django Fett. Who knows? But apparently, he is working with uh, whoever one of the licensees on a future video game.
2: Didn't he work on other video games? Oh, he's been on a few of them. Yeah, like wasn't he like wasn't he the voice on Django Fett years and years and years ago when that oh, game came out on probably PS on the PS One's yeah. two or
3: oh yeah, no, he's done voice work. That's why it's not surprising that he's doing a video game. Yeah, the surprise is that he's doing one that we haven't heard about yet.
1: Is there still a Lucas Is that who yes. produces oh, Star the, Wars video games?
3: Uh, I believe so. Like a year or two ago, they brought LucasArts back, okay, because it had been shuttered, and they pretty much, Disney had, was and just. Disney has not had
1: great track records with video game companies, no. And
3: then EA wasn't having a good, you know, didn't have a great track record with the Star Wars license ah. for a while. Uh, now they still have the majority of the license, I believe. Like that's where we got our uh, that uh, Jedi Fallen Order, mm. where we getting Jedi Fallen Order two from them. But I think. Uh, so other games and then other properties from LucasArts are going to be coming through LucasArts. Because
1: oh, LucasArts used to make the best video games when I was a kid, like Day of the Tentacle and um, uh, oops, uh, uh, Curse of Monkey Island. Those were great sort of point-and-click
2: I, adventure games. I think the last great one they made was PS2, like the Battle Star Wars Battlefield 1 and ba- Star yeah, Wars those Battlefield 2. Those, those are, in my opinion, the best Star Wars games ever made. Uh,
1: so no Day of the Tentacle.
3: Well, The Force Unleashed was always fun.
2: Yeah, I never played Running it.
3: around with an you know, overpowered Force guy just grabbing stormtroopers and throwing them against the wall and throwing them off cliffs. and uh, That was always fun. Okay, um, so there was an interview with Sam Raimi where he implied that uh, John Krasinski's turn as Mr. Fantastic in Doctor Strange 2 uh, might have been a one-off. That um, with fans dreaming of him in the role... Uh, Kevin Feige took that opportunity to give us what we wanted, um, but because it's a different reality, doesn't necessarily mean when we get our Fantastic Four movie that it will be him.
2: Well, this is true. I think he tested very well in the movie. I think he's very believable as Mister Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> here's the thing: if they're not going to use John Krasinski going forward, then they ruined an opportunity to go back and revisit the early Fox. Fantastic Four movies, by having Ian Gruffon come on mm, as Mister Fantastic, yep. because then you could have had um, Anson Mount as Black Bolt. You have Patrick Stewart, and then you get Ian Gruffon come back, yeah. and then you kill them all.
1: And then you kill them all.
2: Sorry, spoiler, but it's on Disney Plus, so oh, it's a free yeah, no, roll no. by now.
3: We spoiled that a long time ago. Yeah. So, but no, that's and actually that's a good point because then you would have killed off all your other franchises. Yep. Where you've seen your other, and then you could have mm-hmm. just said that all those lived in that universe
2: yep so I I think I think going forward they'd be foolish not to have John Krasinski back as Reed Richards yeah no and you sure. can
1: bring along Emily Blunt to play Sue
2: yep it's it's the the fan casting but I think it's a good casting I think it will work yeah um you know if we're gonna still keep talking Fantastic Four I would have it that fine if you're gonna bring the Fantastic Four in do you do an origin story or you do it that they were always there, but stuck in the negative zone.
1: Uh, yeah, I Yeah, that's how I think. Because, you know, traditionally, the Fantastic Four has always been, like, the origins of Marvel Comics. And considering in the MCU, it's not. It's it's Iron Man. I would rather
2: see them all a sudden pop out of the neg- negative zone. Yeah. With, like, Johnny Storm, yeah, Ben, ben Grimm, everyone. everyone yeah. But I also want Franklin and Valeria. Like, fine, give us the kids. Like, mm. just that they've been stuck in a pocket... Or, sorry, in the Negative Zone or Pocket yeah. Dimension for whatever. 20 years, yeah. Yeah.
3: Maybe you do, like, a, it's almost like a bit of an Annihilation story, an Annihilation Wave, where they've been stuck in the Negative They've been secretly fighting it off the Annihilation Wave this whole time. And that's, you know, and it finally reaches Earth, and then they show up to defend it. And, you know, that's where they... Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think they need to... Be sure Not an origin. You can tell the origin in flashbacks or yeah. and other things, but they should be here they should be they should show up be older and be like
2: because there's so many good stories that you can just carry on with the kids yeah at at being that even 13 and 15 years old kind of what they are now in the comics there's so many good like Franken and Valeria stories to tell you don't have to go back to origin stories no No.
1: I would have them come out of the negative zone fighting Howard Stern
2: yep there's a segue uh huh
3: uh, and that's the next story on the list. Ooh, it's like I like read, your read news- my list. Uh, so on a hot mic leak, apparently uh, on the Howard Stern show, uh, he was heard talking about being involved in a Doctor Doom project in with for the MCU, and talked about having to rearrange his schedule this summer because of it. Now. Already all, all kinds of people are like, oh, you ca- he can't be doomed. He can't be doomed. He never said he was doomed. No. Uh, now, he, apparently he has talked, to, he is friends with Robert Downey Jr. and Kevin Feige. And mm-hmm. I think they even gave him one of the, one, one of the air quotes, original Iron Man mask helmets mm-hmm. from uh, the first movie from back then, back back then. But uh, apparently, he was talking with Robert Downey Jr. You know about some acting tips and things like this. And Howard has acted before, mm-hmm. and uh, he has been doing a lot of rehab on his image from being the old, you know, shock jock of the morning radio to everybody's favorite judge on American uh, have America's Got Talent.
1: He's to, not on that anymore.
3: No, he's not on that anymore because after he went on it and it became popular again, then Simon wanted to come back.
1: Oh, right. He replaced Simon for a while, didn't yeah.
2: he? But, uh, yeah. But. Yep. So it kind of makes f- me wonder what would his involvement be in a Doctor he, Doom project. He
1: could just yeah. be playing Howard
3: Stern. No. he he's gone back numerous times over the years about not if he's going to act and be in things. He's not going to be Howard Stern, the radio jockey, doing a thing. So he's going to okay. be Fart Man. <laughs> that I, I that I could see him doing. He would, I'm sure he. Well, maybe not anymore. I'm, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Yeah. He has talked about that over the years too, about the the shape he. You know, he wasn't happy with the shape he was in when he was younger and was fart man with his ass hanging out. Yeah. But uh, who knows? who he could be. We could just be in you know a random person.
2: Or maybe it's but, just a story credit, or is and, he acting? Or? And
1: interesting that he said it's a Doctor Doom project. Yeah. So like we've never we haven't gotten like, with the exception of Loki, I guess, a villain centric marvel project yet i mean again peeking forward to yep. your news there's an agatha harkness project coming but uh but we haven't had a a villain focused mcu yeah. film and see
3: and so, so apparently the uh, the long rumored never made official i don't think it was did they ever show like a title card for yes, it? yes i have
1: they? seen a title card for agatha house of harkness was it
3: at, from a Marvel event announcement, though or I believe a, so. Okay,
1: like I a Marvel, remember. like a Disney, like a yeah, Disney those, shareholders meeting yeah, or something. Okay.
3: So the Agatha House of Harkness will be beginning uh, beginning production in January of twenty twenty three. So that won't be the summer. So it's interesting if it's he's working on something this summer.
2: Mm. What could it be? I am also interested too with the House of Harkness because maybe that will tie over to a Fantastic Four project. It could. Because could. She, she, has has an, ties. she was yeah.
1: a Fantastic Four character first.
2: Yeah. So that, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm, you know, going back to Fantastic Four again, but it's one of my favorite Marvel properties. So mm. I just want more, Fanta- I just want Fantastic Four content.
1: I want it done
3: right. Yeah. Um, I'll skip. Also, I'll, I got more Marvel stuff, but I don't want to lose my place on my list. I wrote this one down. Um, Matt Fraction. Mm-hmm. Love his Hawkeye run. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he is uh, co-creating the Apple Plus MonsterVerse series huh. of you know, the Godzilla Kong hm. series. Oh, that's cool! I didn't realize he was. He's he's one of the co-creators. Oh, wow! Uh, him and the guy that's um, oh shit he he was a director of one of the recent Marvel movies is the uh, other co-producer. And directing episodes, or oh, maybe was, it, oh, was he a director on one of the shows? Shit, I didn't write it down. But because the last couple
1: to, of Marvel directors have been Taika Waititi, yeah, and Sam Raimi,
3: yeah. So it must have been for one of the shows. Um, I don't remember which one though. But oh, uh,
1: what's her name? Who did Eternals?
2: No, it
3: was it was another Chloe guy, Zhao guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah so that's I thought that was an interesting
2: well he's different. good at he's good at storytelling so yeah. hopefully it brings it a good storyline to Godzilla and yes. King Kong
3: uh, so back to Marvel uh, rumors uh, promotional materials have you know possibly spoiling things again this time it wasn't Legos yet no uh, but we've got a Black Panther 2 spoiler uh, we've had our first look at Namor
1: yeah I saw a poster image with Namor on it
3: yeah so that's what's been leaked out apparently this week. It's a uh, uh, Black Panther two promo image with uh, with Namor.
2: I saw it. I just thought it was a uh, fan yeah. poster. So
3: and it could still be, but okay. apparently that's the
1: leak. there are rumors of an actor who's been hired to play Namor. Yeah.
3: So Namor has yeah, Namor has been long rumored for this uh, for this film.
1: Um.
3: Okay. some more talk out of the sony camp with that madam web movie mm. um the latest talk with that with the with the movie though um so it's supposed to be starring dakota johnson as madam web okay but apparently this this talk this could just be a whole cover just a big like a, a red herring to cover that there won't be a madam web movie it'll be another some, another film set in the spider-verse
1: like a Gwen Stacy movie? Cause-
3: Gwen Stacy or possibly um, a spider the, the Jessica Drew Spider-Woman movie. Or it could even be a Spider-Verse movie. Right. Which would make sense with Madam Web being involved. Because she's well, usually very much involved in that kind of thing.
1: Currently in the comics, isn't the Madam Web who's in the comics right now the second Spider-Woman, like Julia yes. Carpenter? She's the current right. Madam Web, right? Yes. So she's younger. Yeah. The original Madame Web was like an old lady, like she looked yes. like Aunt May, right? Yep. Yeah. I didn't read a lot of Spider Man comics, but yeah.
3: Yep. No, that's you you know if you saw the cartoon in the nineties Yeah. That was that's that but you was could old.
1: like see the future kind of deal, yeah. right? So that you could
3: really read like... the web the spider of the So that does like
1: like that doesn't scream Dakota Johnson to me. No. But Fanny, the the, the new younger
3: uh Johnson. Dakota Johnson. The new younger version though would be who she's playing. Yeah.
1: yeah. The one who, so she was created during Secret Wars in 84. She was like, she, as Spider-Woman, she was in a black costume like Spider-Man was. Yeah. One. yeah.
3: But now she runs around in kind of like a red, kind of like a jacket and stuff. And I think she has a blindfold?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. she blind? Like well, the original Madame Webb was blind, wasn't she? The well, old I lady? Think
3: that's kind of the whole, you can see, but you know, it was one of those sight beyond sight type things. Right. <laughs> See things, all those other sensors. It's kind of cliche. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with that and Sony and their their verse, you know. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched this, uh, have watched Ruby from Rooster Teeth. It's their anime cartoon. So they did a year ago uh, a DC comic book crossover Mm -hmm. where they did a Justice League in that Ruby verse. Okay. Because they're all owned by the same parent companies now. Oh, okay. DC Comics, Rooster Teeth, and like Discovery, Discovery 18, no, uh, Discovery, Warner Brothers, and uh, now there's they're they're going to be doing a crossover cartoon, like uh, animated uh, feature, uh, a feature length animated film, uh, whether it'll be a feature release or just straight to DVD. So like, it's going to be like Ruby, the, the Ruby Justice League, okay. crossover again in a cartoon instead of a comic book. Cool. And then my last little bit of news was we got the trailer for Clerks 3 this week. <laughs> Did anybody get a chance to see that? I saw feeds?
1: the p- sort of promo images from it. I saw uh, the promo images. I yeah. didn't think it was real.
3: No, so no yeah. it's real. Kevin Smith had been putting out all kinds of different like the different promo posters that the marketing had been made out leading up to Wednesday at noon when they dropped the trailer. And it looks like it's going to be interesting. It's It very much looks like this movie, um so Randall, which one of their names? Randall and, Randall and Dante. Dante. Mm-hmm. So Randall is the uh, other, no, so Dante's Randall, one with the glasses. Right? Randall no.
1: was the slacker. Yeah, Randall was the slacker. Dante so, was the one who ran in the store. Yeah.
3: Randall looks like he has a heart attack.
1: Wow. Well, he is a middle-aged man now.
3: Yep. And so then you know, so he also has a, you know, he, he, he comes to grip with his own mortality and like, what am I doing with my life? I've been working at a convenience store for the whole thing and decides that, you know, they, they see them talking and all this and you know, they decide to do is he's going to make a movie. <laughs> he's such a big fan of movies and now he's going to make a movie. And what movie does, is he making? Clerks. Bingo! Yeah. So you see it, them recreating some scenes and rewriting things. And having commentary about their life, which was the first movie, which now they're making a movie of and
2: yeah. Sounds like a reboot.
3: No, they've already done the reboot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know.
3: Uh, it's Kevin Smith. You know, it's I'll I'll give it a watch once, maybe at least.
1: Sure. You know?
2: I'm trying to think even what was the last Kevin Smith I watched.
1: I went and saw one of the he, few. He directed an episode of Supergirl, I think, that I watched, or Flash, or something. Yep, he did a few episodes
3: of that. No, I went and saw Jay and Silent Bob the reboot at the theater when the, the one of the few nights it played in town. I'm sorry, I got a speeding ticket that night.
2: <laughs> Leaving the theater? No,
3: <laughs> no, on a stretch of road that's like uh, the the stretch between uh, Dunlop and. It's on Ferndale between Dunlop and um, the next one over.
1: Leacock? No, Dunlop no. and
3: And uh going towards away from my house. I know what you're talking about. I forget about. which one anyway. it is. But yeah. And there was a cop sitting there. He's just kind of like I don't like, yeah, one of those like doing like sixty and a fifty. Woohoo. Yeah. He he liked my sticker in the window and
1: Was it worth it? The movie. Oh, the movie was the fine. Movie worth. It the wasn't worth the, the movie. It ta- wasn't worth
3: the speeding ticket because that screwed me on my insurance later. Because for, for some stupid reason, even though it's like a nothing speeding ticket, but whatever. Mm. That's a whole other story for a whole different podcast. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. cranky
2: old man podcast.
3: Yes. That's the get off my lawn podcast coming soon. Come coming soon to this feed. Uh but uh, okay after
1: that. That's all I got for news. I got one thing that I just thought of as we were sitting here. So um, we, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. So the newest Disney cruise ship launched last week with a media cruise, Ooh. the Disney Wish. It's the biggest ship they've ever built. Is it going to hit an iceberg and sink? Uh, and and they it's, said it's unsinkable. It's mostly in the Caribbean. They have not said that.
3: That would be very, really interesting if it hits an iceberg.
1: Uh, but they have got some interesting things on there, uh, like so on a Disney ship, you don't go to the same dining room every every day for dinner. You rotate through a couple of restaurants. One of them is Frozen themed, where they do a Frozen themed dinner show while you have dinner. But the other, one of the others, is Marvel themed. I think it's just called Marvel Adventures, and it's um, it's accompanied by a video that has um, Ant Man and the Wasp and Ms. Marvel and the Falcon cap in it as well. Um, and I guess they do some kind of superhero dinner show while you're having dinner. But the other thing that's uh, kind of interesting is, so there are adults-only areas on Disney cruise ships. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's still a Disney cruise ship. Oh. One of them is uh, so is a bar. Uh, yeah. That is Star Wars themed.
0: Yeah.
3: Actually, I did hear about this one. So
1: you probably did. Yeah. So they have, a, they have a signature drink in this Star Wars bar called a Kyber Crystal. Yeah. It costs five thousand dollars. Yeah, but it comes with a trip to Skywalker Ranch.
3: Oh, does it? Yeah. I didn't that part. <laughs> yeah, See, yeah. All i ever heard was that's a five thousand dollar drink. It comes out in one of those the bank, those the vaults, the ice cream makers. Yeah. And when you open it, opens it, when they show the video, it opens up and it's like dry. So ice. it's so got
1: it it's got very out. very expensive cognacs and ports and oh, all yeah. bourbons in it. But it also comes with a bottle of uh, Skywalker uh, Ranch uh, wine and a trip to visit the vineyards of Skywalker Ranch.
2: Nice. So there we go. So yeah. Well, if you one, got $5,000 to blow? Oh,
3: okay. When I win the lottery and we all go on a cruise, I'll buy it.
1: Oh, I thought we were doing the Galactic Star Cruise. Oh, we'll do that too. If oh, I win okay. the
3: lottery, we're doing everything. Awesome. Or at least I am. <laughs> And that, that's I want one what, of those ice cream makers I mean vaults
1: Oh yeah <laughs> You can get those now can't you Officially yeah. licensed yeah, you buy ones them,
3: Well yeah but You to buy them at the park
1: At the park I knew I'd seen them somewhere and that's all the news I got. You got anything, Ed? You hit the buttons and it unlocks. And
2: um, the only news that I was thinking of, and this is kind of t- ties into tales from Collectiverse, is uh, the new HasLab project. Yeah, that's a good um, one. So, did you th- hear about this? I did not. So, HasLab is Hasbro's special funded projects mm-hmm. where they, you know, you have to hit so many tiers to get. It's like a
1: private Kickstarter. Yes. You have That's to hit exactly a certain
2: tier just to unlock the project, when right. then they have stretch goals. So, the uh, <clears throat> this is their first G.I. Joe.
3: Second. The oh, Sky yes. Stryker.
2: Sorry. Their first G.I. Joe classified. classified. So, the first they third already did for Sky Striker, which I passed on because I own multiple Sky Strikers okay. in, in my collection. And they were doing kind of. Basically, they were just remaking the 1983 Skystriker, and it's like, okay, I own that. I don't. Yeah, I don't care.
3: Say, it's right over there, yeah. and then the newer ones over there, and then there's like, still two more yeah. up in those boxes I, I, up there. Ah, as, ah. as we're
2: recording in the bunker, so if you're listening to Tales from Collectiverse, or if you watched the uh, Tales from Collectiverse Instagram feed, you'll know where we are. Um, but the the new Hazlap project is a six inch classified series his tank, mm-hmm. and.
3: So one of those black one of those down there. I think okay. what
2: they've done though is they've really blown like they've exceeded my expectations because yeah. I've backed it because I love the hiss like right. I, I own like thirteen hisses now already.
3: Just for it to happen, they said they needed eight thousand backers,
2: and within twenty three hours they got well, eight thousand less than wow. that. It was like yeah, so that then afternoon they said okay day. fine, the, your next goal is so you get, you get the hiss with the hiss driver, and then the next goal was you would get. These rocket ports that, or these rocket
3: rocket launchers that you can yeah, attach. rocket to launchers the side go on, and,
2: and then the next stretch goal was was that
3: ten thousand people.
2: So then the next stretch goal is a new canopy that kind of copies the original from the '80s, and then these side panels that go over the tracks. Okay, that's all right, cool. It's two ninety nine US. I'm still in. The next stretch goal is another figure. So now you get it was the a female Hiss driver person. So it was like the Hiss tactician. Okay, that's cool. The next stretch goal that they hit was another one. Oh. And now this one is the Hiss gunner. And then they add new guns to go onto the turret. Okay, that's awesome. So then they just released the, the final stretch goal. It was supposed to be 15,000. They said, no, you know what? We're going to move it to 16,000. And now it's a trip it's-
1: to Skywalker Ranch. No, <laughs> no it,
2: to me, it was. It, I, popped when I saw it yesterday, it is a six-inch retro-styled Cobra Commander on card, but it's not reusing existing parts from other classifieds. It's a brand new sculpt. So instead of looking like those Cobra Commanders, Uh
3: it looks like that classic Cobra Cobra Commander.
2: And it's also got the Mickey Mouse... uh, G.I. Joe fans will know what the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander is. The original print on Cobra Commander on his suit, there was a flaw. So where the head of the Cobra is... Where the eyes and the mouth is kind of looks like Mickey Mouse ears. A mouse. So funny. they've actually remade this Cobra Commander to look like the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander. That's okay. Fun. I didn't know that. So that's why now, like this project has to happen with sixteen thousand. Well, it already
3: has, right? It's already Be- going to happen and-
2: because now for two ninety nine, you get four figures, the tank, and all the other shit to mount onto it. It's like okay, yeah. I'm, I was in before. I'm definitely in now.
3: Mm. Yeah. It's one of those. One of the. It's one of the times where they've done one where yeah, the base project was uh, was a decent price for what it was, but the stretch goals yeah. have really added value to yeah. It, so cool.
2: So no, I'm I'm excited for it. So that will be uh, fall 2023. So yeah, but that's that's the only news I had. Uh, kind of a crossover with pretty Tales pretty from Collector Cool news. news. Yep.
1: So that brings us to our main topic this week. The three of us have all seen. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yes, this will be
3: a spoiler-filled review. So,
1: uh-huh. Yeah,
3: go see it, then come back and listen.
1: So, uh, should we start with just an overview? What's your initial thoughts, Ed?
2: Uh, initial thoughts, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yep. Um, in all honesty, I thought it was much more goofier in spots than Ragnarok. I have a theory for that. Okay. Um also, when I was done, I think people, if they go back and rewatch like Thor Dark World or the original Thor, mm-hmm. they'll have much more affinity for that. So if you really didn't, if you didn't like Love and Thunder or if you thought it was too goofy, mm-hmm. go back and watch the originals, mm-hmm. like the first two movies. Because then... The that people
3: thought were too serious or too yeah.
2: dark. Or- um, now, that being said, I really enjoyed Love and Thunder. Um, there's a lot of parts I did I did laugh at. Um I love how much they drew from the Jason Aaron run, how Ragnarok pulled a lot from the Simmonson run. This mm-hmm. pulled a lot from the Jason Aaron run. Yeah. So really my two favorite runs of Thor. Yeah. Just I've been, modified. Yeah. Like I've been reading Thor. Well, it's been consistently on my poll for 11, 12 years mm-hmm. now. And I have all the Simmonson stuff because I have the full Simmonson omnibus and I have the Simmonson artist edition. Yes. So I have the complete Simonson run of Thor. Um, but, and I have the complete Jason Aaron run. Mm. So, yeah, there was a lot. If you like the Jason Aaron's run, like Thor, the Mighty Thor, the God Butcher storyline, yeah, this is chock full of that. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed, um, Especially Thor's relationship with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because that was kind of the, the new. unexpected
3: love triangle.
2: Yeah, because um, that's kind of new, but also takes elements. <coughs> me, uh, takes elements from Jason Aaron's run, because Mjolnir t- act, interacts differently with Jane than what it does with Thor. Yeah. Yep. And we, even when she said, "Like Mjolnir was talking to me," well, that's that's from the comics, like because. She could do stuff with Mjolnir that she could make
3: it dance in ways that Thor never could.
1: Yeah, I I I love that bit where she threw it and it broke into all the pieces that Hela had broken it into, and she was sort of able to control all the where the pieces went. She took it like a half dozen guys with one throw of a hammer.
2: The (laughs) other interesting thing I thought was when she went to New Asgard, and I kind of missed this in Endgame but i did a rewatch of ragnarok yesterday afternoon before i went to go see the movie mm-hmm. and where you know odin says well this could be asgard and he's standing on the exact same spot where hella broke broke mjolnir yep. and then when they go to new asgard and they've built the whole town around mjolnir mm-hmm. the only thing i was trying to think how did they get so mjolnir is still on the chunk of ground where it fell but the chunk of ground has been raised and put on a platform with a dome on it. Yeah, but they could have dug around it. I thought about that too. Maybe they dug around it and then built yeah. built this, built that whole display, that yeah. whole area, because the
3: whole area is built up with built down with the. Yeah, but concrete. then it gets into the
2: same theory. Mjolnir, you can't lift Mjolnir, but if you put a Mjolnir in an elevator, will the elevator still be able to move? So if Mjolnir is still on the ground, can you move the ground that Mjolnir's on? But that's that's deep thinking on a geek mm, on yeah. a geek thing there. But uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth is still amazing as Thor. He's very funny. Like he's he does have great comedic timing. But as far as everything else, like the action, like uh, Taika does really well at action scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Not visuals and actions. If you watch Ragnarok and then watch love and thunder. Like a lot of the, he does a lot of the like jumping in the air and, and slow motion with silhouettes and all that kind of stuff. I love that. Yeah. Um, gore, I, for Christian Bale, who can really jump into a role mm-hmm. and take on elements of that role, like memento where he loses all that weight or sorry, uh, uh, no, that the mechanic, the mechanic, yeah. mechanic. Um,
1: there was a trailer for a new Christian Bale movie before
2: we saw yeah. Thor. For, uh, it was Amsterdam. Yeah. and you A know. lot of actors and actors Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, that kind of amazing. It. Yeah. So when he goes straight into a role, I found his gore it was almost too goofy and campy compared to gore in the comic books. Oh, it was a very, it was a different gore, which the
3: motivations were similar, but it, the thing, the comic spanned a much longer time, time frame. Yeah. And the, in the comic, you get, You know, part of the one of the big differences is you have Thor's from three different time spans too,
2: and that's one of the things I kind of hoped they would have done in the movie was show like the Jason Aaron run during the God Butcher and God Bomb storyline when they are telling three different timelines at the same time, featuring like Gore is in the past, the present, and the future. Yeah, and. I was hoping, at least in one of the end trailer scenes, we'd get a flash forward to way in the future and get, you know, the the la- Odin, the last Asgardian. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to see that. Like, Od- like Chris Hemsworth playing, an- sorry, uh, old Thor yeah. with no. his granddaughters. That would have been absolutely friggin' amazing. Mm. I think that would have been a better second scene than
3: the second scene we got. The second scene we got's fine, but just like okay, I like the first bonus scene. Yeah, Which one, which so, one was the first bonus scene? The first Zeus.
2: Is, is Zeus. Oh, Zeus and then showing Hercules.
3: Yeah, so we get Hercules which a lot of people were, you know, well, I know Brent was really hoping he would get Hercules, so yeah. he'll be happy to see and then that. And the second one
1: The second one was... Was with, Heimdall welcoming Jean Okay, Okay, I was, I was okay with... Um,
3: oh, was that the second
2: or the third? No, that was, that the, was the second. second. I said, I, no, that was the last there one. There were only two. Yeah, there was only two.
1: There's the Zeus and Hercules one. And then there was then Heimdall. Well, called Jane.
2: Thor
3: and his, and his new daughter. That was daughter, the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, for some reason, I thought that was one of the
2: extra scenes. Never mind. No, so I didn't have problem with like Jane showing up. No, that and, and I thought Valhalla was fine too. Because
3: yeah, I, I was talking about the Thor, like, the way Thor it ended, with his daughter. With the, with I I'm hoping
2: daughter. that with or Thor niece. or with Jane and Valhalla, maybe there's a chance we might see her in the future with the Warriors Three.
3: Maybe or. Now I haven't finished my Mighty Thor run. I got, I got the last trade. I just started reading it the other day again. Um, before she become, you know, was no longer Thor, yeah. and becomes Valkyrie. Yep. So could we get her? Could she come back in the future as a Valkyrie? As a Valkyrie. Yeah,
2: mm. maybe.
1: I've been reading a lot of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby Thor issues uh-huh. lately. Um, those are nothing like this at all. Nope. This is Dr. Don Blake always saying, I've got to be very careful because I can't let my nurse Jane know that I am Thor because she's so in love with Thor. Why can't she love me? Yeah. Yeah. They're
2: not great stories. Yeah. And that was, that was the thing I loved about uh, Walt Simmons' run. Like the very, very first thing he ever did was get rid of Dr. Don Blake. <laughs> so, uh, I enjoyed the movie,
3: I had fun with it. Um, my, so my theory when you said that it felt goofier, and it, I felt that way right off the bat, like especially with all the stuff with him and the guardians, yep. and how it kind of like was like, oh, like, you know, the whole he's, oh, if it wasn't for me and all this, but it's like the movie starts with Korg telling a story, yeah. So it's the me to me the whole movie is from Korg's point of view. Which would make, which would be why the you know the guardians were all like, oh Thor, you have to come and help us win this battle and all that. Which I don't really see the guardians being yeah. like that in you know, in the true and universe. The, yeah, and
1: then they just stood there and watched Thor take down
2: everybody.
3: Yeah. So yeah, it could be you know. So us. it's just his creative licensing of him retelling the story. Yeah,
2: Cork's Kork, point of view. Because the yeah.
1: guardians really didn't have much to do. I mean. <laughs> Star Lord gave Thor a pep talk and and then we didn't see them again, which is fine. And
3: then they and then they were quick to get the hell out of there. They're like, okay, yeah. bye Thor. He's
2: like, just,
1: yeah. I did like the goats.
2: The goats are great, the screaming goats. Oh yeah. The the <laughs> the screaming. I kept laughing at it. I was excited to see them because yeah, it's part this, of Thor's yeah. mythology. Mythology is the goats. Yep. Um the, I did hear rumors leading up to the movie that Beta Ray Bill was going to be in it. Yeah. I am glad that he wasn't. And don't get me wrong, I am I love Beta Ray Bill. Like I Beta at, Ray
3: Bill rule. We, had yeah, we have a
2: we have a rule when it comes down to Beta Ray Bill that every time there's an action figure, all Beta Ray Bills must be purchased. Um, I'm thinking Beta Ray Bill is such a great story on its own. It is one of the best origin stories in comics that I do not want him being a side character in another story. Give us the Beta Ray Bill story. You can make a whole movie on that. Yeah. The whole Beta Ray Bill. Like, you don't even have to have Odin at that point because, like, in the story where Thor goes to fight Beta Ray Bill and then Beta Ray Bill is able to wield Mjolnir. So then becomes Beta Ray Thor. And then Odin commissions two two hammers. I think you could easily have it that... Fine. Like if Beta Ray Bill can wield Mjolnir, that Thor just gives Stormbreaker to him. He already has Stormbreaker, and yeah. he's like, here, you be my hammer brother, you can have this one. Um, I think you could do the whole storyline just right out of the comics. Uh, Surtur comes back because Surtur was crucial in the Beta Ray Bill storyline. Um, you know, Scuttlebutt, all that kind of stuff. Scuttlebutt is, is Beta Ray Bill's ship. Um, I... I think that's where you go with Thor five. Mm. The other thing, okay. So another spoiler: end of the movie. You know, black screen says Thor will return. So obviously, Marvel is not done with Thor yet. No.
3: And, well, they've also laid, they've laid the, the groundwork for now by now introducing Hercules. Yeah. And it sounds like Zeus is sending him you know after him. So you know.
2: Now there's other characters that still need to come in from the Thor universe. Because we still don't have Balder,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. There's yep. there's what 10, eleven years worth of Thor movies, four of them. Thor showing up in multiple different Marvel properties. Mm-hmm. We don't even have Balder yet. True. Or, um, oh, what now, the for heck? People was that don't it? know who's Balder. Chantress. Uh, Balder is. So it was Balder the Brave, and then they've retconned it that actually Balder is a brother of of Thor it was just Thor never knew it was his brother. Yeah. And, uh, and then like Balder died and then went to hell and actually Thor does a whole mission to go to hell to bring, to bring Balder back. back. And that's where like, you know, some of the like Scourge with the, the M6 or with the Scourge, guns, um, yeah. executioner with the two M16s that came from that whole storyline. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, and then he falls in love with the Queen of the Norns and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's so much for Balder that you could do. And I think if you got the right actor to be Balder to play off of Chris Hemsworth, that would be perfect. Yep. Um, you still, like, you still have Sif. She can still be involved. Yeah. And Sif also has an involvement of in Beta Ray Bill in the comics. Yep. Yeah. Um, You know, there's, well, as you said, Enchantress. Even though she was using Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you can still bring her in at some point. You can introduce her. There's so much Thor stuff to come out. And even if you want to look at it, is Hela really dead? Even though, you know, Surtur kind of stabs her with the sword and blows up Asgard.
3: Yeah, well, okay, you sent her to Hell, where
2: she is like the queen of Hell. Exactly. So... You could do the whole, you could do Thor in Hell. That's a great storyline too. So there's so much more that they can do with Thor. Yeah. Um, I thought Jane Foster coming back. I liked her. Yep. Um, I don't think there was much more you could do with her. You know, I don't think you're gonna have too many more movies with her as as the Mighty Thor. Um, Hmm. they could have. I guess they They could have. They could have. I would have liked. (laughs)
1: I, I love the scene at the beginning with her and Darcy yep. I would have liked it if Darcy had said oh yeah I've been out in New Jersey for a while you know' in
3: reference to what I, she's been up to yeah. yeah
1: I would have it would have been nice to have that um, but I do like the the dynamic between the two of them but they only got the one scene and then we never saw Darcy again yeah but I guess it was during that conversation that Jane made the decision to go to New Asgard right yeah
2: and we got like a quick cameo from Eric Selvig yep. So it uh
3: I like when she's sitting there having her treatment, and the guy next to her, who's also getting a treatment, is reading her book, and she's like, "Oh, how how's the book?" And you're like, "Oh it's pretty t- I wrote it see, yeah. see. you wrecked your book, <laughs> yeah, but now you understand where like,
2: okay no it uh actually, and even some of the stuff she talked about there comes up in Ragnarok as well. Because when they're flying through the devil's anus, it was the same theory as what Jane was yeah. talking about in the book. Yeah. So, um,
1: I, I'm glad that Natalie Portman got to be kickass and funny because she was. She always she sort of came off as sort of a stick in the mud kind of character in the first two Thor movies, and I, I'm really happy she got her moments here.
3: I like the uh, scenes we got to see of their relationship. Yes, and how in love they were, and how they like Thor in the hot dog costume and. Yeah, that rollerblading and they think, oh, oh, you're still rollerblading? I was like, all the time. <laughs> Tim and are
2: Blade yeah. Brothers. Well, and it, um, I guess that just sort of adds on to, you know, builds more depth mm-hmm. to yep. For Dark World as well.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure.
2: So, you know, I, I, I like that some of the Marvel movies have been going back and kind of like filling in the blanks at spots. Yeah.
1: The, uh, Did you hear that Taika Waititi said to um, Natalie Portman, um, so the next project I'm working on is a Star Wars movie. I think I might have a part for you, and are you interested? And she looked at him and said, you know I've been in three Star Wars movies. And he was like, no, I totally didn't know that. He had oh, no idea that she that's was like <laughs> Padme. That, <laughs> that, that she is, is Darth funny. Vader's mother. Yeah. But Yeah. He's got a role no, for her, whenever whatever his next Star Wars project is. She,
3: she's not Darth Vader's mother. She's anic- oh, so she, oh, no! She's Darth Vader's wife.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. She's white. Luke Skywalker's mother. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that was funny, though.
2: Yeah, that, is, that is funny that Taika impressive. didn't realize that she was. she
1: had been in three. <laughs> she's never. She's like, oh
2: well, I've never
1: seen those. so... Yeah. <laughs> and she was very young when she made them. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's funny. She could come back and play one
1: of her handmaidens. So, what, how do you think uh, that this movie? ties into the rest of the marvel cinematic universe uh, were there any was there anything you were hoping to see that tied it in more tightly or do you think this movie points us in what direction the mcu is going or is this just a one-off sort of I, fun adventure i
2: actually kind of like that everything isn't tying in to each other anymore right um because I think I li- it's giving more freedom to storytelling. Yeah,
3: I like that we saw things that you could be that you could say tie in. And, oh, oh, there were celestials yeah, in this movie. Oh shit, those were celestials. Yeah. That talks back to the other thing. And then, you know, when some of the gods, I was expecting. I had, I had to sit down the and the
1: god of the bow. Uh,
3: sit down and, and look at them again because they may have, you know were there Egyptian gods that we've heard mentioned because I think they may have mentioned some Egyptian gods. Well, they
2: mentioned Rao.
3: Oh, yeah, but they like, uh, did we see Ra Ra? Did we see any? From, um, I didn't notice and, any.
2: Well, no, but. me neither, but they're the, the, the no, passing by so many there so There were quickly.
1: Polynesian gods.
2: But also gods. in the comic, too, in Jason Aaron's run, there was a lot of goofy gods in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah like, there was god, from, from, god of the Bomb.
3: Well, yeah. Well, I the think there's gods from all the different planets and all the different, you know, throughout, across the universe and stuff, not just earthly gods. Yeah, Korg's gods. god. I loved I thought I, I expected him to, like, to pray, you know, maybe they, them to ask him to, like, heal him or something that's how he was gonna get a body back not be a face for half the movie
2: yeah it was kind of when korg got hit with the lightning bolt and then like died and it was like well wait a minute he's telling the story later so he can't be dead exactly Mm. and he
3: had a body how what
2: yeah so um i did think it was funny though where he's telling the story about how him and his two dads You know the the how he was born. Yeah, yeah. How you hold hands over a lava pit, and a month later you're born. Yeah. Um, and then when he talked about later how he found the love of his life, and and then they're they're having a kid. And the guy's name is Dwayne. Yeah, but the mustache. The first thing I was thinking is, is like, oh my god, please get the same actor who plays Steed Bonnet in Our Flag Means Death play his. Mm. His partner That would have been awesome I didn't see who the the name It was the last name Well they They didn't have him say anything But I would have had the same guy Who plays Like
3: He he has a credit That says Dwayne
2: Dwayne the Rock
3: No it doesn't say Dwayne But it was like That's funny though Because that's where they are right But it's like Korg Korg Dwayne or whatever And then I didn't It went too fast before Maybe we have to look at the credits I got the
1: impression from that scene That That there are only male People, yeah,
2: know, it sounds like the, the the, the Cronin Cronins are only male. Yeah. I liked it when And uh, and the other funny thing Cronin. is how all the Cronins all look exactly the same. Because so they mustache.
1: I, I think that's a human bias.
2: Well, <laughs> no, it's just because in Thor Dark World, when Thor kills the Cronin, and you actually think it's Korg at that point. Like so yeah. the fact that you know, most of the Cronin just look similar. So
3: um, I didn't think it was funny when Valkyrie ties him to the back of her head so he can be they, so he can have her back.
0: Yeah.
1: that was, that was cute. Yeah. I also really love the depiction of eternity. The I mean it looked exactly the way Jack Kirby drew it in the comics, and I didn't think you could make that work on a big screen. Well, I didn't. One, I didn't know we were going to be seeing Eternity in this movie, but there she was. He, it, there, there, Eternity was, and it looked exactly like I pictured it from the comics.
2: No, it. uh, They did a great job there. Yeah. Um. Again, there was, like, even though Taika adds a lot of
3: humor and humor. goofiness. He also adds a lot of lore.
2: Yeah. And it's funny though with Thor, like more of the goofy goofy comedy stuff, but when you watch other Taika properties, there there's humor but not the same silliness as what uh, he put in this one. Um, what We Do in the Shadows is pretty good. good yeah, thing. but yeah, What We Do in the Shadows has some silliness, but I don't know, it because it's in documentary style, it it's taken seriously.
1: Oh, I guess I see where you're coming from.
2: Like it, it's grounded in some sort of reality because it's more based as a documentary.
1: Yeah, I but. guess so. I still find it pretty silly. That's why I love it.
2: <laughs> oh, I love, I love what we do in the shadows. Our flag means death is like one of my favorite shows on TV. So,
1: uh, so do we have anything else to talk about with Thor here before we move on?
2: Or, um, I would. I highly recommend it, especially if you're a Marvel fan. I know some of my friends are not huge Marvel fans, so they're just going to wait for the 45-day window for it to show up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So, hey, if you don't want to see it in theater six weeks from now, catch on your streaming.
1: Yeah. No,
3: I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think if you like to see Marvel movies in theaters, then go and see it. You'll enjoy it. It's a great it's popcorn worth, movie. Yeah.
1: It's very colorful, except when it's not. <laughs> exactly. Except
3: for when it's not. <laughs> oh, the last thing we didn't even talk talk about it. When he shares his powers with the kids. Oh, I did yep. love that. When bit. He, he whispers the into, to the into the to the lightning bolt. And he's like, let let you know these people, these, these children, the weapons be worthy and have them temporarily yeah. have the power of Thor. If they
2: see so be worthy, they shall have the power of Thor. For and the temporary. little girl
3: using her stuffed bunny. <laughs> Shooting lasers out of its eyes, going crazy, going, ah, and just screaming, sitting in a circle, just melting shadow monsters. I, I,
1: I do love the way Thor gives an inspirational speech. He never knows when to stop. No.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoyed um, Heimdall's son. Yep. As a new <laughs> Axel. Character. Axel. Yep. Yep. That was a, a nice introduction, and we'll get to see Heimdall again at the end. Yep.
1: Yeah, I uh, I had fun. Um, I am glad that we saw it, and um, I I love to see Marvel films in the th- in the cinema because that's where they deserve to be seen. Yep. So, and the next one I guess is Black Panther. Is it this November? Okay, so and then Quantumania. and then, then Ant Man, yeah,
3: because yeah. they switched. Yes, I, I remember they switched. I just can never remember. Which way?
2: Yeah, because Mania was supposed to be this year. That's why yep. I was making such a push to get Ant-Man done. <laughs>
1: no.
2: Not to make
3: a Namor costume.
1: Who yeah. oh, wears short shorts? So, I guess that brings us to geek picks. Who's got a geek pick that they would like to start with? Anyone? Anyone?
2: Oh, Anyone? I got so many geek picks, because when was the last time I was on the main show to yeah. have a geek pick? <laughs>
1: uh, um... Well then let me start. Go for it. Because we don't talk enough about Star Trek on this show. No. Nope. And Star Trek Strange New Worlds just ended its 10 episode first season and it's brilliant. These two gentlemen have not seen episode 10 so I will not say anything
2: but, it's but stay tuned for a future episode. Better. But I've watched it up to episode 9 and it's so good. It's yeah. I I love it. It's uh, I
1: love that it can do comedy, it can do tragedy, it can do serious social commentary, uh it can do fantasy. Every episode was different. Every episode was Either fun or thought-provoking, Anson Mount. I, I would follow that
2: man into battle. Uh, I would say Anson Mount is the best on-screen captain. He
1: might be. Plus, be- he makes a mean, uh, mean omelet. I think yeah, because even the one episode and, and barbecue by the looks of it. Yes,
2: like the one episode where they went into the the Doctor Mabanga's mm-hmm. um, fantasy fantasy uh, novel. story. Um, even <laughs> that, like Anson Mount was amazing oh. in it. So different from Pike. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Like, I was just, I, like, he eats up every scene he's in. I'm just, I'm just mesmerized by him. Yeah. He's fantastic. um, And plus, I just love, I love his demeanor. I love the design of the character. Um, Again, like,
1: (sighs) and he's a man with a tragic destiny.
2: Yeah. And so he's the fourth actor to portray Pike. Pike. yes he is and I would say he's the best of them all and Bruce Bruce Greenwood is friggin great yeah but I would say he is the best yeah no, I agree so story question the 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 Kirk that's on the ship yep is that that's Sam Kirk so who's Sam's brother that's his brother okay yes. I have no idea. okay so if you watch the the first JJ J. Abrams movie yeah. Sam Kirk is in there
1: and he is in one episode who's, of who's
2: who's he in there? Where is he? He's so he when, has a brother in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. When when like in Starfleet? No. Okay. When James Kirk is a little kid and yeah. he steals the car. Yeah. His brother's there. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the Washington And
1: there's an episode of original series where they show up at the space station where Sam Kirk is working, and they're too late and the body of Sam Kirk is played by William Shatner wearing a fake mustache, which is why the actor who's playing Sam Kirk in this show has, has a, a, mustache? a
3: mustache. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I saw him come on, I'm like, Sam was like, well, that's not Well, season two,
2: Jim Kirk is supposed to be on season two.
1: Yes, he is. Yeah. They've filmed stuff with him already.
2: Yeah, because there was a few things even in like episode nine, I kind of figured Sam was going to bite the big one in that one. When Hanmer died, sorry, spoiler.
1: Oh yeah, well uh, he can't die. We know that. We know that Sam Kirk will survive this series because he can't die until we get to the original series.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, but okay. Thank you for clearing that up. No problem. I didn't so, know who, how that connection was. Right? Yeah. Is this supposed to be his dad? No. Is that, no, that's, that's George case, Kirk. I'm like, if, this, if he's his dad, who you know, and then, but everybody else is around. Is like, are they just are they that old when he joins yeah. them? Like.
2: No, I think no. See, George Kirk is well. George Kirk ends up dying when and
1: in the JJ movies, he's played by Chris Hemsworth.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know <laughs> that, but in this, this isn't the JJ verse. No, no, this is not. This is the no, but universe. that's still the JJ verse. Is still the same universe.
1: It's an alternate timeline. No. 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 Yeah. yeah.
2: It's no. not this universe. No, it's it, the same timeline.
1: No, it's a different timeline.
2: It diverges Spock goes Spock goes back in time.
3: Yeah, which makes an alternate reality.
2: It diverges because Yeah. No. Yeah. It's still the same timeline. It, it can't be. It is. It can't be. George George Kirk is already established. Even though he goes back in time, he goes Kirk goes back Spock goes back in time. To the point, Kirk
1: go, Spock goes back in time from the prime timeline yes. into the
2: alternate Kelvin timeline. Yes. Yeah. But, but George, George Kirk was already established at that point.
3: well he dies in that that thing, but in the main timeline, he doesn't die like that.
2: Yeah. The new timeline isn't started until Spock goes back. George George Kirk is already dead. Uh I
3: think Yeah, but you're talking okay, but the other guys the Romulans, they're they're from the
2: future too. That's what no, makes it ultimate- No, but that all th- that all happens like George Kirk is already dying at that point. Yeah, but it's a different
1: timeline. Because the the timeline where Kirk steals the car and all that stuff, like that's separate from the universe that we're in now. Because Why are you looking at me like that? I don't believe so. No, because we, we because know, in, the, in so. those three movies, Kirk and Spock and Uhura and all of them go to the Academy together. Mm-hmm. And in this, on Strange New Worlds, Spock is a lieutenant on Pike's Enterprise and he hasn't even met Kirk yet. Yeah, and
2: Spock was a lieutenant on Pike's on... But Uhura, in 2009, in J.J. Abrams. Spock was already on the ship by the time Kirk got there. Same with Uhura. But Uhuru...
3: No, she wasn't. She got put on that ship. She's like, you know, I deserve to be on this ship.
2: Now we got to go back. I got to go back and watch it. But that's a whole it, thing. But that the two of them uh, have George in a Kirk. Relationship. George Kirk dies at the moment that Spock goes back in time.
1: Well, that might be the case, but because his ship crashes
2: into the Romulan ship.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the JJ movie. But when yeah. the Romulan ship goes back, it's created an alternate, a branch timeline.
2: Yeah, yeah. that. But that. Is the exact moment where George Kirk dies. So it's still the same in that time- timeline. Yes, it's still the same in the time-
1: timeline that the Romulan ship went back into. Yes, yeah. So which that's is not the timeline the that
2: Strange New Worlds is in. Strange
1: no.
3: New Worlds is in the original yes series timeline. Yes,
2: because you can't. They- it's the end of that. The end of of um, uh, The end of the Star Trek timeline. Yes. So still goes back. Sp- Prime Spock
1: ends up in the other timeline. Where he meets young Zachary Quinto Spock.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not disagreeing with you there. It's still a continuation of that timeline. Of the prime timeline? Yes.
1: It's a circle. No, because there's stuff that goes past that. There's stuff beyond that. But it's a
2: circle. You end up recite recite uh, re end up restarting the timeline. But but the circle is going off in a different direction when Spock
1: goes back. It's still a circle. It's not a circle. It's a paperclip, because it's got a
3: point that goes off in this direction. Spock, when Spock leaves, his timeline continues on, because that's mm-hmm. the, that's where the future discovery stuff happens.
2: I have watched Disco. Well, so Disco now the Disco's in the far
1: Disco's future, in the thirty first century. They, now.
2: they have had so. To, which timeline is that part of?
1: The what prime timeline. The Say original timeline. Picard.
3: Did you watch Picard?
2: I watched the first three season. episodes.
3: Okay. That takes place after the events that lead to the first J.J. movie. Yeah. Because a big part of that is his whole involvement of, trying to, like, save Picard, the of Romulans. trying to save as many Romulans as he could. But then, you know, some of them not trusting them and not believing it.
0: Hmm.
3: So it's just, yeah, the, the movie verse, the J.J. movie verse made its own little timeline. Yeah. Because Kirk didn't become, you know, Kirk doesn't become a captain in the original series the same way that he does in the J.J. verse. No. Yeah. Right? So, two different timelines. The timelines interact with each other and it caused the divergence, but it's two different timelines.
2: Yeah. Well, I still think George Kirk, George Kirk still dies.
3: Yeah, he did. He die in the. Did his father die? They never mention. Him we never talk about series.
1: George Kirk in the original series.
3: Okay, see, I thought they made some mention of him in one of the movies or something. I thought I heard him say something about his father. I, or, don't, I don't. know. Yeah. Maybe. Anywho, about his father being proud, all this came
1: about. from me saying how much I love Strange New Worlds. Well,
3: yeah. and like I said, no matter what the timeline says, where you'll hear what we just said yeah. again because we're gonna have to have <laughs> a Star Trek episode. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, but even doesn't matter what the timeline strange new worlds is still is awesome. it's amazing yep. it's it's one of the best Star Trek properties uh,
3: well acted well scripted
2: like and even the cast like there's some cast members I don't like as much as others but certain ones yeah. like nurse chapel is oh, Bush,
1: she's fantastic
2: um, I
1: love Melissa Navia as Ortega's
2: yeah um, Spock I would say he's definitely better than Zach Quinto uh, yeah. yeah yeah like he's he's amazing yeah um, no. Uh,
1: and Celia Rose Gooding as Uhura. I mean, we never really knew Uhura before this. Like, yeah. she was just kind of there, and now we know why she's there.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to finishing off the season and starting season two whenever mm. it comes out.
1: Mm-hmm. So, who else has a geek pick?
2: You want to go? Or I, I got I got multiples.
3: Okay, well, I'll throw mine out. It's a quick one. Yeah. Um, so um, right now, if you're reading comics, there is a crisis happening in the DC universe. Bum, bum, bum. A dark crisis. Bum, bum, bum. And uh, so issue two of it just came out this past week. Uh, it, the whole dark crisis started with the issue 75 of Justice League, where the Justice League gets teleported through the headquarters of like the Justice League of multi- of the multiverse with okay. like Captain Carrot and <laughs> wow. a few other characters like that uh, the uh, the black Superman from yeah. another planet he's like the I guess he's like the, the leader of the
2: was he Earth 23 or something he was the
3: something president
1: like that. of that Earth too yeah. wasn't
3: he so and they go off to fight the darkness which was a as they found on, on another universe to try to stop it there from continuing on and destroying universes where you find uh, Pariah is there? Of course, once he is. Again, at the front of another crisis, with his machine and destroying universes and the darkness it's made up of, like the the biggest of the baddest of the different Justice League villains. So, like, you got Dark Darkseid, you got Doomsday, you got you know everybody's in there. They're all they're the they're the bad guys mm-hmm. being controlled by the darkness, and uh, the Justice League dies. Air quotes. And the only, the only person that survives is Black Adam. So okay. he comes, but he gets sent back to Earth. He avoids the uh, destruction. He gets sent back to Earth with okay. the powers. And uh, so that's that issue. Then you get, there's a, a, a road to Dark Crisis where we get a little bit of an aftermath where there's a, a few short stories of people dealing with finding out the Justice League's dead. There's a really good one with uh, Jonathan Kent and uh, finding Dick and talking to him about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Dick kind of being like, yeah, I no, don't no, no, yeah, no. Not not being too worried about the whole thing because they've all died before, type thing. And kind of tells him about how they, you know, when his dad, when, you know, lays out that, you know, this is what happened when your dad died. And this is what happened when we thought Bruce died. And then so bringing back, you know, bringing back more of the pre New 52 stuff as being, you know, once again, current continuity post Doomsday Clock. That's a whole other mess. But uh, so that, and then the issue one happens, and there's some stuff with you know with the, with the younger next generation, like Jonathan's trying to, uh, uh, he wants to, to to build a new Justice League because there needs to be a Justice League, and some people are all on board. <laughs> At one point, he goes to Black Adam to bring him on board, and you know, Black Adam's like, um, "How many Blue Beetles do you need in your Justice League?" Because he's got both. Because <laughs> of course, you know Blue Beetle and, and Booster well, won't be in the Justice League. And uh, so, in Black Adam's kind of like, children, you know, no, no, go away, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. And and it ends with a whole bunch of like, villains of the crime syndicate being led by uh, Deathstroke uh, for a full-out assault on Titan Island. Ooh. With uh, what looks like Beast Boy taking a bullet to the head. <laughs> oh,
1: interesting. And
3: so issue two, that's you know, so an so uplifting issue two, oh, yeah. kind of stuff. Good dark crisis. Perfect. So, issue two just came out. So if you're into you know like a good DC Crisis, this one's looking okay.
1: Excellent, Mr. Campbell.
2: All right. Well, um, so since I haven't had a geek pick for like a couple of years, so here's what I've been picking over the last couple of years. So sit in for the next forty five minutes. here a bucket uh, talk
3: buckling, kids. Here we go.
2: <laughs> no, um, actually, there's been quite a few shows that I've just loved on streaming since over the last year and a half. We've transitioned away from satellite and physical media over to you know out here in the country we actually got decent internet and streaming um so i i've already mentioned some of the stuff that had been my favorite stuff this year that been my super comfort shows like um our flag means death what we do in the shadows again we've already kind of touched on them earlier um peacemaker absolutely well, that was fun i loved peacemaker yeah uh, such an amazing show um but I also say probably my my geek pick. It's a toss up between Paramount Plus or Crave.
3: Just as a as, as just a, a geek as, a, as a whole, because right. uh,
2: Paramount Plus. So like Canadian was sixty bucks for a year. Okay, that's a good deal. Every week there's new content. Yeah. Um, every week there's at least one new movie coming out or new TV shows. So like this week. Or sorry, last week, uh, Cheers and Frazier hit Paramount Plus. I Love Lucy hit Paramount Plus. So I've been going back to rediscover a bunch of stuff. Like yesterday, I just did three hours of watching nothing but Cheers because Ah. I haven't watched it since it disappeared off of. It used to be on reruns all the time, but now it's not. Yeah, yeah. Like back when you had cable. Back when I was a kid, and it was on like every channel nine in Toronto, like CFTO, every night at five o'clock and five thirty. So it's something like Cheers. It's different going back and revisiting it now that I'm thirty five years older. Um, crap. Um, Sorry, man. But it, you know, now like that you're like the, the their age, com- the comedy is a lot different at at being forty seven years old versus being twelve when yeah. I watched it the first time. Or, yeah. You know, like I've well, I'm sure there's a lot of
3: innuendo you didn't get the first time yeah. that now you're like, oh.
2: Yeah, and just the the comedic timing, you realize how great the show was. And there's a reason why it lasted 11 years on TV and was nominated constantly for Emmys, because it was that good. It was, yeah. Um, even I Love Lucy, going back and revisiting that. Again, you know, here, when we were kids, it was always on, you know... Lunchtime. CKVR and Barry yeah. at, at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Leading up to lunch, because it used to be uh, Lucy, Andy... Uh, Andy Griffith and then and then Beaver, and then Beaver. Uh, so going back and watching I Love Lucy stuff and how much of a comedic genius Lucille Ball was. Oh, she's amazing! Like, completely, like really, she was one of the greatest comedians of all time.
1: Yes, she was.
2: And again, something like Star Trek, we would not have it if it wasn't for Lucille Ball.
1: She is the first lady of Star Trek. Really, even more than Major Barrett. Yeah.
2: So no, that that so that probably my main geek pick is like. Paramount Plus, just because all the stuff they're adding. Um, I basically signed up so I could get Jackass Forever and the new Scream movie. Well, the new Beavis and Butthead. uh, Do the universe is on there. Uh, Probably within a couple weeks, Top Gun Maverick is going to be on there. So, and um, I was on Tubi one day, and there's like over 200 movies leaving Tubi soon. And you start going through, and it's all Paramount movies. So I'm like, okay, I know where they're going next. So I've told quite a few people, like, yeah, I'm really digging Paramount Plus, and I think it's one of those things, if you wanted to jump in on it, now's the time, because I believe there's more content coming. Right. So. See, I never
1: jumped in on Paramount Plus. It's one of the few streaming services I don't subscribe to, because I figured... I thought like the main thing I would watch on a Paramount network would be Star Trek and it's on Crave because of the contracts that Bell Media has signed with Paramount. So I didn't think there was any reason for me to, uh, but I will investigate what's on. Yeah. I'm
2: I'm watching Paramount plus at least three days a week.
1: Crave is the one I watch the most. Yeah.
2: Uh, Crave. Uh, I love, I love Crave's content. Um, I know my kids are watching Netflix all the time. Like basically we just have the, the five streaming services we got yeah. prime disney plus netflix crave and and paramount and see
1: i i don't have paramount but i have apple
2: yeah so which i don't
1: watch that much either i'm probably going to cancel that one until until uh some of my shows come back like <laughs> ted lasso
2: but uh no that so that i guess that's going to be my my geek pick with my sub picks of like our flag means death and Peacemaker, but you can find them all in Crave. So. Awesome. Good picks. Good picks.
1: So that just leaves the, where do we find each other
2: on social media? And our,
1: and our shout-outs oh, to our Oh, patrons. and our patron shout-out. I do not have the list of patrons. Do you have the list of patrons?
3: No, but I thought maybe you could look it up on your phone. So you I your cannot, phone because oh.
1: we are recording this <laughs> during the Rogers drought of 2022. Oh, yeah. And I have no internet service, well, so... Uh,
2: well, a big thank you to all the patrons. Yes,
3: thank you to our patrons. You know who you are. Exactly. <laughs> our thank you too. There you go. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, you
2: give yourselves a big patron pack on the pat on the back. Yep.
1: Um.
3: Where can we find you Kevin?
1: Me, you can find me on Galaxy Class a Star Trek the Next Generation podcast on the BQN. You can find me on Stage Whispers, the local theater podcast. You can find me on Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek the Next Gen- a Star Trek fan audio drama that I am a part of. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all those. You guys are still
3: too. doing the recording. That uh, that, that episode
1: a seven just came out. Oh wow! Um, they take a long time to edit. They well, take a, say, lot, yeah, a lot a longer long to, to edit than and edit and- uh, than uh, a, a regular podcast because you got to clip things together and make it sound like dialogue because we all record our dialogue separately. So um, they've written ten more scripts for another season of wow. it. So uh, yeah, I'll be recording more of that soon too.
2: Uh, Ed, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all social media under Snowhawk Cosplay and, um, mostly active on Instagram and Facebook and sometimes TikTok, but basically all platforms. That's where I am. That's my main handle. Um, as far as events coming up, since this might be the last time I'm on the main podcast until, uh, and there's only a couple more Tales from the still until it happens, but uh, September 23rd, I believe that's this Saturday in September. For the BPLN? Oh, sorry. Saturday, September 24th. 24th. That is the BPL Comic-Con, so the awesome, awesome. Republic Public Library oh Comic-Con. Yeah. I'll be there. And also in talks now for Game On and Barry. Cool. It, it's coming back as a live component, so we're just in talks right now to uh, cool. to finalize the details there for uh, the uh, video game championships and cosplay after party mixer. That
3: was a fun night the last time.
2: Yeah.
1: Very cool. Ryan.
3: Uh, Well, you can find me here every week, every two weeks on this F show. And once a month, uh, with I join Ed here in the bunker when we record uh, Tales from the Verse. Yes.
2: Well, and I guess you can also find us there on Instagram as well.
3: Yep. And then that's that's where my Instagram stuff is. I uh, post pictures of my toys and videos of my toys. And I haven't posted... Uh, I've, I've, I've got some new stuff that I haven't put pictures up of yet, but I'm just waiting. I'm going to do a little video or little pictures of... And uh, some of my stuff So I
2: know I haven't posted much of my stuff But I've been fairly busy with work lately So Mm. I'm getting buried in Toys and boxes that have not come out of boxes And I just really haven't been in the Greatest of moods to Film video I was just like Kind of very very busy with work So yeah I hear you there It's that time of year kids Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You gotta make hay when the sun shines And I'm talking literally So This is true
1: well, I guess that brings us to the end of this episode of True North Nerds. So, uh, how do we wrap this up? Um, we throw to Rex? Yeah, let's just throw to Rex with our closing credits.
2: Night. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram
1: at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle.
2: You can find more of their music at KirbyCrackleMusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.